Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, turning things like it is without sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host Sarah Jolly Jarvis and we are going to be talking around selling during lockdown. Now don't worry, you haven't pressed on to a historical recording. Uh, this episode is episode 38, but we are, you know, it's pretty much here we go again. It is a little bit of deja vu, isn't it? So <laughs> what I thought I would do is I'm swapping around. For those of you who are a little bit more astute, you'll figure out that actually on last week's podcast, I was mentioning that this week I'd be talking goal setting. Uh, that is not shelved. Uh, we are going to be doing it. I'm going to be running through that next week. Um, but for this week, I thought as we are very much going into lockdown, I would change things around. I know how exciting. Swapping around the weeks, what will I think of next? And so, yeah, this week we're going to be covering selling in lockdown and basically how to do it better. You know, come on, guys, this is the third time that we've got this opportunity. It's the second, I think, really significant lockdown um, where a lot more is shut and it's a much, more, much clearer message of just stay home, um, which is what we got the first time. I think the second one, might be speaking for myself, but it seemed a, a lot softer as far as messaging was concerned. And it was a kind of reduction in activity rather than a full out lockdown like this one. So yeah, so you know, we've been here before. Hopefully we won't be here again, but you know, who knows? Basically, my idea is, you know, let's make this your best lockdown yet. Okay. I know it's a bit of an oxymoron, but stick with me. First of all, I'm just going to do a little bit of an update before we get into how to create that best lockdown yet uh, and tell you a little bit about behind the scenes stuff, what's going on for me, what's going on with the agency, what's going on with selling out sleeves. So yeah, you can you can see what's going on behind the scenes. So first up, obviously, we've started remote working. Um, that was something that we hadn't done previously um, with the team, purely because we weren't able to to, to effectively do um, the work at home. So um, yeah, they're all now in their own little houses and spending an awful lot of time on Zoom and Slack. We're back to Martin's at the end of the uh, end of the garden, working on the agency stuff, and I have my own little sunny without sleeves desk down there too, which is a very nice. Um, not that I'm making much use of. It. he's already stolen my new chair very upsetting you know so obviously we're back to juggling stuff we're very fortunate in that the kids are nursery age so they're able to go into nursery so I haven't got the whole homeschooling element to do with a newborn would have been very interesting so yeah lots of sleep deprivation still going on there um, but I'm working on it I keep telling him that you know where <laughs> I keep telling him what um, his brother and sister managed as far as sleeping through, what weeks they were on. I don't think he's listening. But, you know, the reliable routine still isn't there. Trying to find snippets of opportunity to record podcast to, I mean, gosh, you actually need a quiet house to record a podcast. Three children, husband working from home dog it's not overly conducive to quiet time so that is why I am doing this at 11 o'clock at night uh, before I do the nighttime dream feed so <laughs> yes how rock and roll am I and yeah and I've just been to Tesco because I thought it'd be a nice quiet time and it was but anyway moving on so you know finding those snippets of time it's tricky it's tricky for everybody it's particularly tricky if you are homeschooling hats off to you right now. It is a tough one. I can totally appreciate um, how tricky that must be. 
finding those snippets of opportunity where you can do a bit of work and knowing exactly what you need to be doing as soon as you sit down to do that work. I found super, super helpful, but I'm sure a lot of you are dab hands out there. And it'd be really great, actually, if you got involved and fed back what you've been doing. We've got the Sending Without Sleeves group where you can, it's a free group on Facebook where you can drop in. And to be fair, a lot of it in the moment is information based around sort of the podcast theme. Other than that, it's it's me asking questions and finding out what's going on in um, the guys within the group's lives. So, um, but yeah, do drop in on that group um, if you fancy getting involved in the conversation and sharing with me, you know, what you find best as far as working during lockdown with everybody around in the house. As I said, swapping out the goal setting, that will be a topic of conversation for next week's podcast. That will be the focus because, you know, running around like a headless chicken, just trying to be proactive is not conducive to achieving goals and meeting what you want to do achievements with your business this year so we will be goal setting for 2021 regardless of what goes on next week so on to your best lockdown yet I know exciting title that that is but what does that mean what I wanted to do is a bit of a review to be fair and look at those which succeeded and those which didn't during the last lockdown um, you know, we've well, last two lockdowns, um, but significantly the first one. What was the major difference? What was going on with those people that made such a change? And it will not surprise you with the topics that I'm going to cover here. Um, you know, it is my favorite things mindset, it is my favorite, you know, other elements like knowing your ideal customer. But stick with me because it, it is where you can really, really make the difference. These are the areas where things are lost or gained. I uh, I was looking through, doing a bit of research. Please ignore the scratching that you're hearing now because the dog has decided to fall asleep. Not great. That's the only member of the family actually listening to this and he's chosen to sleep through it rather than expand his sales career. What on earth are you thinking, Percy? Hopefully he will stop dreaming. So I said, I mentioned that, you know, what what's the factors, what differentiates? I've, I've said mindset. And actually, when I was looking around doing some searches on the interweb, I found a, a really nice quote actually from Mary Kay Ash, which was every achievement, big or small, begins in your mind. And that was the major difference that I found last time with the when we had lockdown in March, which to be fair is almost a year ago now. It was the mindset of people, the people that were approaching us in the agency, the people that were approaching me um, in Selling Without Sleeves. It, it was all the same thing. Well, to be fair, it wasn't Selling Without Sleeves technically. Um, it was um, it was yeah, basically just me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and then my slogan, the Selling Without Sleeves. The Selling Without Sleeves really took over from just being about me later on in the year. But anyway, let's get back to the main point here. It's mindset. It's having that idea that actually I can make a difference here. I want to make a difference. I want to to be an active participant in my own destiny, which I'll come on to that because I have a nice story around that um, for those of you which haven't heard it before. Actually, the, the quote from Mary Kay Ash went on to talk around there are three types of people in the world. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who wonder what happened. You have a choice. You always have a choice at these sort of scenarios, which person you want to be, what type of person you want to be. And the people that were coming through and, and really you know, doing well and, and, and taking the whole lockdown and the whole scenario by the horns was were the people who wanted to make things happen. They wanted to make things happen for themselves. They didn't sit back. They didn't just, you know, roll over and be like, I can't do anything. 
And some amazing stories came out of that, um, which I will share with you within this podcast. Well, I'll share a few. I don't want to bore you um, or the dog, to be fair. Being an active participant in your own destiny, being an action taker, you know, there's there's people who were just like, you know, I can't do anything, so I'm just going to shut up shop. And then you hear about people doing maybe pivoting. I'm sorry to use that word because I know it was totally overused the first time. But people did. They looked at their business. They thought, you know what, this isn't a viable option, but I still have bills. And, you know, for whatever reason, they're not going to be um, be met or I don't want them to be met by grants and loans and everything else that you can you can try and tap into. And so, you know, people were going out there and they were forging out new businesses. Yes, they would have had contacts. They would have had resources. They've, they've got that idea from somewhere, but they'd put together actual businesses. And I, and I heard about one, which was a, a food business, um, quite local. And, you know, forgive me if I'm slightly inaccurate here, but it was um, very anecdotal from, from a third party. But it was an organization and I believe they were doing food. It was for the catering industries. It just obviously the, the demand just disappeared because pubs were shut and everything else, particularly at the beat in the first lockdown. And they looked at actually what does the market need? What do people need right now? And they actually went into this whole misting that you can do when a a, a room or an organization or a building has been contaminated. Somebody or there has been a outbreak of, so more than one person has had COVID, you can go in and you can put like a, a, a misting into the air apparently and that can it it cleans it it's like a deep clean rather than having people to actually come in and scrub it all and you know that wasn't what they'd done before they'd never done that they'd probably at the beginning of 2020 never dreamt that they would do that Um, but they looked at what was needed they looked at what their staff skills could do and that's what they moved into and they've done really really well and actually our local so the the lemmington uh, awards they've actually they actually provided an award for people that were you know like the best pivot of 2020 and you know to be fair that when that award ceremony ran in 2019 they wouldn't have even thought about it the word pivot probably wasn't even on their radar at all um so it, it was it's, it's really amazing how people have embraced it they have made changes and people are recognizing those changes and those efforts but anyway Let's get back to the action taker element. I said an active participant in your own destiny. For those of you which haven't heard my story of active participant in your own destiny before, um, Martin and I decided to go white water rafting uh, when we were in New Zealand, which is a good few years ago now when we're traveling the world. I, for some reason, well, I mean, it's quite timid to be fair when we did it in uh, Thailand. I thought, yeah, be fine. Uh, yeah, it was really quite scary. The guy which was doing the briefing as we meandered around a road that I did not feel that we should have any sort of vehicle on um, with sheer drops to the left. He was telling us, he was doing the briefing and he was telling us about how if we come out of the um, the raft, what we should do. Um <laughs> Which, at which point, if the road hadn't been so scary, I think I'd have probably just gone back with the bus driver because he was going through how, you know, you need to keep your feet up. You don't stand up, never stand up. You need to be having your feet first so that you're protecting your head. And if you are um, flapping around and you look panicked, they will not come and rescue you with the canoe guy, the rescue canoe guy, because you would potentially capsize him and put him in danger too. So you have to remain calm. And he was like, basically, you need to be an active participant in your own destiny. You cannot just sit there and and think that, that things are going to happen. And and yeah, the same in the raft with the with what he mentioned around activities and actions in the raft. And um, yeah, it, when uh, when we hit a wall of water, which was like 
yeah, crashing into a wall in a car, it was quite a blow. And I was yeah quite impressed that I had been an active participant and I had put my paddle where it was supposed to go, et cetera, et cetera. Um, unfortunately, I can't say the same for the German guy who was behind me who clotted me on the head. Um, but luckily, I was wearing a helmet and uh, apparently no long-term damage. It's one of those things that you, when you're in a situation, you can either freeze, you can be that person who freezes, who panics when they fall in the water, who doesn't take any action to help themselves, or you can be the active participant. And that has really stuck with me. I've had it as quotes on mirrors. I've, I've done all sorts with that. The canoeing guy, it really stuck in my head as, as a thing you need to do. Um, and when I was witnessing people coming through and contacting us and being successful within lockdown the first time, it was the people who were taking action. Okay. But you can run around taking action. What happens about it being the right action? How do we determine what's the good idea to do and what's not? Well, my clients, especially working with them during lockdown, so the, the guys which were already working with me and people which came on board um, during that time, uh, the main focus that we had were on their ideal customer and what's happening with their ideal customer right now. And that was, you know, everybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis will appreciate that I regularly bank on about ideal customer. It's because that's so important. I had a I had a conversation with somebody today and I was like, so, you know, what about your ideal customer? How does this fit for your ideal customer? What's made them want to make a change? It, they were they sell something that is is for people who have, have been experiencing something for a very long period of time and it's like well what made them wake up that day and think you know what this needs to change this this is you know my motivation is high enough for me to take action at this point then they were like oh I don't know and and that's the thing is is and there's nothing wrong with that but that's what I that's what happens on a regular basis and so I think what really was highlighted in last time's lockdown was the fact that people, a lot of people didn't know their ideal customer. They didn't understand where their ideal customer was, you know, where they were at, not, not geographically, but as far as their heads and, and their needs were concerned. And so there was very much people who were, you know, they'd had this sort of, you know, tripping effect of people coming in and buying their product or service. And then all of a sudden this dried up and I was like, well, you know, where did you get them from in the, in, historically? And they were like, I don't really know. They just turned up. Um, and so they didn't understand those pinnacle moments. They didn't understand what, what made that person, what motivated that person to purchase from them. And so it was really going back to basics. So the people that were ahead on the, of the game were the people who already really understood their ideal customer. They were already tapped into them and they already had those channels of communication going with them. You know, whether that was a, a group, a free group on Facebook, whether that was, you know, people that they could call on, on and, and sense check things. Um, it was the fact that they, they were already ahead of the game because they already had that understanding and that communication. So the people that were coming along and they were like, my customers have just disappeared and I don't even really understand why. You know, they they were playing catch up. The, the pain of not having that income of, of thinking, crikey, what's going on? Um, I worked with a really wonderful lady who um, she'd always worked with people third party. And so they'd already always found the customers for them. And then she'd gone in and she'd provided a service to those customers. So she'd never needed that pipeline because people had provided it for them. But when all this happened, some of them shut, some of them closed ranks and only, you know, were promoting um, services that they in-house provided. And so all her routes to market, as it were, were totally dried up in the blink of an eye. So it, it really highlighted the, the strengths and the weaknesses 
um, not just in people's knowledge, but in people's business models. Um, and I think that was a really good wake up call. And, and to be fair, it was, you know, it was a, a wake up call with a reasonable safety blanket in that there were government grants out there, there were there was furlough, you know, there was different options available to help, you know, some funds come in. And so it wasn't like this had happened, um, this realisation had happened and, and it was it was just normal, normal life. So I, I think in a way for some people it was really quite fortunate. Obviously for others, um, this has been a really, really terrible time. Uh, and that's not who, you know, I'm, I'm talking to here. If, if you truly and honestly can't work um, and you, you can't, find an alternative thing to do with the resources you've got then you know that is not a great situation to be in and you know nobody can blame you for for sitting back and and weathering that storm but for a lot of organizations there is other options and and other things that you could do if you have a a really good think about it you know and, and even to the point of getting um you know getting in contact with other people who are in business and running ideas past them and two heads better than one um as are three or four um you know and and having sort of video calls and and having running ideas past them and seeing what you could come up with um if nothing else makes you feel like you're you're doing something even if you you draw a blank so i think that being focused on that on what the customer your ideal customer is looking for understanding them understanding what their needs are now um and having that mindset of you know, opportunity, opening, having an open mindset, being open to potential changes, um, wanting to be that active participant and make things happen for yourself. And, 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 you know, in a way, be more controlling, you know, keep control of the situation, control what you can. And I think a lot of people who work for themselves, you know, we are quite controlling, aren't we? Uh, Let's face it. But, you know, that helps people to be more opportunistic. You know, you're thinking, God, that person, they thought of that. How did they think of that? I wish I'd have thought of that. Or I thought of that, but I just didn't action it. And that's the thing is you can see opportunities, but then it's having those, it's having the guts to take that risk. And, you know, looking at the, the businesses that weren't viable and they couldn't do anything, they could have furloughed, they could have done nothing, but they chose to do something um, and have done it very, very successfully. And that is to really be admired. You know, people talk about luck. I'm going all out today. You know, this is going to be my third quote in this podcast. I do not think I have ever had this many quotes in the podcast. I'm sure Jacob can tell me. But um, but yeah, I'm pretty certain this is number three. Okay. Um, but it's true. And this is the thing is, I you know, I'm not a big fan of quoting things and just for the sake of it. I was looking at how luck and and being in the right place at the right time and I was like you know you have to be taking action you have to put yourself out there you have to have put yourself in that place to be at that place at the right time you know people think about this whole you know when they're trying to to conjure up and and attract laws of attraction and attracting money to themselves and stuff you know you're not going to attract loads of money sitting on a sofa normally you have to take some sort of action you have to take steps towards things um you know other than winning the lottery which then apparently something like 80 percent of them lose it all but anyway let's go back to the main point you know so being in the right place at the right time it's not it's not because you've you've just you know happened across it the vast majority of times you're in the right place at the right time unless you're exceedingly lucky because you've been taking action, you've been working towards that, you've put yourself in that situation, you've figured out where the right place is at the very least. 
Zig Ziglar says um, success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. And that's the thing is, is, you know, it's having that opportunity there, but it's preparing for that. It's understanding, it's doing the background work to figure out, you know, where do I need to be? Um, what do I need to be doing in order to, to get the opportunity? You know, when that opportunity arises, you know, yes, you can make the most of it because you've you've done the background work, you've done your homework, you've made that effort. And that's when, you know, you can see that success. And, you know, that's what people have done. That's what people do. So making making changes, looking into different alternatives, you know, you can, I remember years ago working with somebody whose, you know, husband had, had got the contract for a huge, huge um, development, which had meant that, it's one of the arenas and, and, you know, that really catapulted their business. Um, equally, I knew somebody else who, who got the license for certain, certain product. And, and again, they'd, you know, that, that just, they catapulted from being nothing, um, into having a really substantial business that didn't happen because it fell in their laps. You know, they went out, they tended for it. They went out, they researched and, you know, they, they, they made the best of those opportunities and their knowledge. So to do that, you know, have a little bit of a sit down, have a review of your resources and your, your knowledge and figure out, actually, is there something I can be doing here? Or if you are able to trade, you know, think about, well, where's my customer at? What should I be doing? What should I not? And, and very much you know, in the first lockdown, there was a, a focus on should I be doing this? It doesn't seem right. And, and of course you should. If you genuinely know that your product or service can help somebody, then you are doing them and you a disservice not to to be telling them about it okay yeah you know using bud's words putting special offers doing distasteful promotions that is a bit awkward it's really quite sleazy so don't do it okay the the special covid offers and and everything else and and you know really hanging off that and and you know using inappropriate marketing yeah is sleazy genuinely if you can help people and you continue to help people then do it um why wouldn't you so look at, so I've got some tips here for making this your best lockdown. Okay. Because lots of people actually came out the first one and thought, actually, I have wasted that. I haven't made the most of that opportunity. It was an opportunity. I wasted it. So don't waste it this time. Think about review what you did previously, what worked, what didn't work. Please excuse me. As I tell the dog to stop snoring. Percy, Percy, stop it. Good boy. Oh, that face. So, you know, reviewing um, what you did previously, what worked, what didn't work, where you struggled, where you didn't struggle and figure out what you can do differently this time. Um, now the dog is sighing at me. You know, get in touch with your roots. And what I mean by that is your ideal customer and their needs. Really understand, you know, this is the basis of your business. This is the basis of the demand for your product or service. So figure out what is going on for them. Where are they at? How do they feel? Um, I wrote... Um, We'd done a bit of a brainstorming session. We'd come up with a very different title for the sort of resources for um, the content for this week. And um, when I was looking, you know, looking through the notes and deciding how to to position this and, and obviously moving it a week forwards, I was like, you know what? My customers are not at this position right now. My ideal customers, my audience are not feeling it um, coming out. And, and referring to this sort of point in time in the way that we were looking at doing um, would not have, it, it wouldn't have gone well. It, it didn't sit well with me. And so we didn't do it. So, you know, do that. Look at where they're at. Look at what they're 
where they're comfortable, how they're feeling. And be bold. Take those steps. Okay. And just to sort of finish off, because I'm really conscious of time, the first lockdown that we had in March, which is almost a year ago now, we were looking at, well, actually, the selling without sleeves and the the, the real concept behind it, the, the, the sort of drive behind it of, of educating people and, and equipping people so they don't have to be sleazy. I remember having a little rant in the office around, you know, the types of marketing and, and sales conversations that were going on and how I found them quite distasteful and how that wasn't needed. Um, and I felt very sorry for people who didn't feel confident enough to sell during lockdown, particularly people who could really help others. And so we had a conversation and we decided to run the challenge. And for me, that was a really bold step. We took that step. Um, you know, the marketing was very clear that I'd had successes and, and grown the business during lockdown, during that first part, three months of that lockdown, as had my clients. What I was doing was working and I wanted to share that, you know, to, to help people, to inspire people um, and to give them confidence that actually they should be getting out there and helping people where they can. So we were bold. We took the steps. Uh, we did the challenge. I really put myself out there in the business world, running ads, doing everything that I you know, wouldn't necessarily in I know running ads and, and all the backlash that you can get off them from people who are everyone's a critic with lots of time on their hands. But actually, you know, I, we did it. I took that bold step um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the experience to have 1400 people in that challenge and be working in that group. And, and the buzz within that group that week um, was amazing. It was exhausting, but it was amazing. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, you know, I've, I think detail wise, it probably goes back to the episodes in the sort of early teens, I think. But, it, you know, I go through the, the challenge and talk around that. And, you know, please do take inspiration from that. Um, it was, a, you know, it's a tricky time. We were juggling the kids and my parents were fortunately living with us at the time. So they were helping with that. I was pregnant. Um, we had the agency as well. And we didn't have the team that we have now. And so, you know, it was a real bold step. But please take inspiration from that and, and you know, look to, to think about actually how you can get your message out and how you can be helping people right now. So on that note, uh, next week we will be talking around goals. It actually fits really well with the Make Your Dreams Come True Day, which is on the 13th of January. Uh, I was going to run it this, this week and then say next week is the uh, Make Your Dreams Come True Day. But, you know, a goal without a plan is a dream. So, you know, if you want to make it come true, you have to have clear steps on how to make it happen. And that's what I want to talk to you about next week. Without further ado, I will uh, leave you to it for this week. But please do tune in next uh, so we can go through goal setting. Bye for now. Happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes, Stitcher or wherever else you are listening and leave us a review. It's a really great way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it. 